you lose the point of, of science, the, the joy of science and in, in inventing, in my opinion, you know. Should they get a PhD? Or should they... I mean, look, look... look <laughs> what do you think? Looking, looking, <laughs> looking at the two of us, probably... Probably don't, don't follow mine. No, mine. No, why? Why? Follow your way. Turn them against each other, you know? So you use electrons to do this. Okay. Uh, um, we have the best inventors in the world, like, uh, 2,000 years ago, but let's, <laughs> let's, let's not go back to the last 300 years of British history right now. Yeah. I mean, go, go, like, 300 years ago and tell to someone we're gonna have, like, a phones, you know, that we're gonna have, like, a... Welcome to an episode on the Estelle Ingenuity Podcast. I'm Stephen Estelle, engineer, CEO, and founder of Estelle Ingenuity. In our episodes, we dive into different experiences from people who specialize in technology, entrepreneurship, and other necessary elements that will help you reach your full potential in these fields. We focus in on innovative devices that will be changing our society stories from entrepreneurs and how they maneuver through the business landscape and how these new technologies are being used in businesses to bring value to the world. From these stories, if you are inspired to develop your own inventions and prototypes and you want to see your innovative ideas flourish, reach out to us at EstelleIngenuity.com for your prototyping needs so together we can begin creating the new devices of the future. With that being said, enjoy the show. Follow and subscribe to Estelle Ingenuity Podcast and relish the wisdom from the topic you hear today. So I actually got an interesting question for you, and I think I've asked you this maybe a year and a half ago. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm curious now. So with the PhD, so we, we talked about how you have aspirations of doing business the entrepreneur idea and those routes and so for somebody out there who's listening who maybe they have a bachelor's or a master's and let's say they're just like you i want to start a company one day should they get a phd or should they i mean look look look, (laughs) what do you think looking looking, (laughs) looking at the two of us probably (laughs) Probably don't, don't follow mine. No, mine. No, why, why? Follow your way. <laughs> no, so I'm curious. So give me give me a pros and cons. Um, what, do you, what do you think? Just what's your thoughts? Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, <laughs> I was I was driven by curiosity. You know, and I, okay. I, I'm always driven by curiosity, and I knew that if I hadn't done this PhD, I would have stayed curiosity my whole life. You know, the curiosity, ah. the curiosity of exploring something to such a detail that nobody has done this before okay like uh, in the master i mean i didn't i didn't do master okay. i came here directly from 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 uh, from the bachelor but in the undergrad i did my thesis so i think it's my undergrad thesis is more similar to a master thesis than, than what it is to a phd thesis yeah. um i mean i was always curious you know you you, you can't cross this thing that you find one thing and then you you open up like 10 different doors of questions, you know, like, well, what, what's there now? Mm. And that's what I'm not comfortable with, you know. I'm not comfortable with not knowing things. <laughs> I, think um, that's, I think that's what you need to be a PhD. Yeah, yes, that's what I'm you need to, to be a PhD. Yeah. And, and look, I'm, I wasn't always oriented towards uh, entrepreneurship, ideas, innovation. I kind of got the momentum here, right? Got you. And that's a problem with Greece in general. Nobody thinks about innovation, entrepreneurship. But like, wasn't that like... Like going back into like history, didn't like 
I don't know too much about Greece history. Like yeah, like, come on, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we have the best inventors in the world, like uh, two thousand years ago. But let's <laughs> let's let's not go back to the last three hundred years of Greek history right now. Yeah, not not very. I live, uh, there, there's people who do things in Greece, and now Greece <laughs> yeah. coming out of the financial crisis creates opportunities for innovation, creates opportunities for new things, right? Okay, and that's why I'm positive. But when I grew up, and when I grew up, like I said, I was like in a small town let's say not not a big one mm. i mean people were just still dealing with had uh, like agriculture stuff um hotel the working hotels you know tourism that was the main the main thing in greece gotcha. so i go I, I didn't get this um um exposure okay you get to the whole like international space station thing Nice. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's that's what inspired me. You know? And like, there were certain people, like my teachers there in, in physics in my school. You know, there's my father. Waldo always had new ideas. You know, let's do this. Let's do this. Like mm. when whenever whenever we were traveling, like within Greece, I was fighting with my brother. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then my father was like, "Hey, come on, stop fighting. Look around. You know, open your eyes to see what's out there. You know, to to do and innovate and." and that's good to have that foundation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you need this. You need this um, exposure. You need this stimulation. You know, from mm. some, from someone. And so, anyway, when I came here, I was like, "Damn it! I wanna, I wanna do everything." You know, and uh, there was the the TDIC at that time they had just uh, mm. started. So I went into the that program that I had the first year in the lean lean startup. Mm-hmm. Um, and then small things, you know, small things. And then I realized that. Uh, it's not enough. Science is not enough. You know what you do in the lab is not enough. Ah, you need you need to take it out. You know. But anyway, coming back to your to your question, yeah, I mean, it depends. If you have similar issues with what I have, you don't know, go for a PhD, get some exposure. You know, um, it also helps. You know, if you don't have to worry about your uh, living, mm. like if the PhD covers, if you got a good scholarship, you know that covers yeah. you to be there full time to work on it. Mm-hmm. On, on your on your project, you know, on your side things, then you do it. You know, if you have to be like split here and here, that's mm-hmm. a good. Yeah, master is also. I, I mean, like I said, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know what's what's the best. I've seen people. I think I think you have master, right? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and most of the people that I know just go directly to big companies, and mm. that's totally fine. Any, I would say, any advice for somebody who either just start a PhD. Or who's thinking about starting PhD? Uh, perseverance and like uh, perseverance. I mean, it's like such a fancy word. <laughs> I know. I just that's what it came to my mind. You know, it's like yeah, yeah. It's like uh, waking up like for five years, you know, and being in, in like I'm gonna go down to the lab, it's 18, <laughs> 18 degrees, you know, dark, walk there till the evening. Oh shit! It takes something, you know, and. Um, it takes it takes it takes to to be sometimes it takes to to not feel your body you know to, to feel that you're out of your out of yourself that you just do things somewhat uh in like automatically autopilot. yeah autopilot yeah disengage from from anything so my advice is like you know perseverance keep keep pushing for things that's that's what science do keep pushing for boundaries mm-hmm. be patient you know I'm not gonna say don't get disappointed because you're gonna get disappointed. <laughs> I, I got it. disappointed. Yeah, I remember one Friday I came here, you know, and broke my sample that I spent so much time to fabricate. You just know. by accident? Yeah, I just uh, I can't remember. I can't remember what happened. You know, I just found it broken. Um, maybe during uh, while I was cleaning it or something, and I was like, I'm quitting. 
I'm quitting. I'm not. I'm not gonna continue. Really? Yeah. It was. It was a Friday morning, man. Like, you know, you know the exact day and everything. It was on a. It was. It was almost two years ago. It was. It was on a Friday. Yeah. Was, I'm, I'm, I remember this because. Uh, because of some club activities that we had, you know, on Friday, <laughs> and I didn't go yet because and everybody was messaging me, "Where are you?" I'm like, I'm not gonna respond to anyone. You know, I was like, I'm quitting. Man, I used the sample, and with this sample, I made. I I produced my my best paper. Wait. <laughs> The broken sample? The broken sample, yeah. I can, really? I kind of find a way to kind of use it even half broken, you know? Really? And produce my, my best my best paper that I have right now. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like... <sighs> that That's what kept you going? So, yeah, that's what kept me going. I think maybe what I would say is like put, push forward like, against all odds, you know, against like all this whatever. You're going to have accidents, gonna, things not going to work out. You might mm. have problems with colleagues, you know, in the lab. You need to push. Yeah, the post like there's no, there's no space for if if you start on this, you know, and you're 100 percent on this, mm. there's no space for this. It seems like every PhD student that I've talked to, they've all had a moment like that. Yeah, where they were like, yeah, it, it it's funny because almost everyone they were like, I was going through the first few years and then something happened. Either you know they had maybe an issue with the lab, the PI, or maybe they just lost their interest and they said i spent a week literally thinking am i gonna leave and and then some people will say well i'm too far let me just finish some people will say i'm acting foolish or though i have some new enlightenment yeah but that seems like it, i wouldn't be surprised if there was just like a a, a trend of like phd life enthusiastic disappointment yeah. gonna quit perseverance yeah and graduation Thanks, thanks for asking this because I, I actually want to share this, you know. And uh, I remember the first couple of years when I came here, yeah. I had the attitude. Even I, I even told to my professor, you know, even if I fail the PhD, I wouldn't mind. You know, I still felt like that took a lot of things from here. A lot of education. A lot of education, you know, to where I came here, exposure, meeting people, you know, international from all around the world. I had, like, I had minimum exposure to foreigners, you know, when I was in Greece. You know, I had no mm. idea about, about most of the social problems that are out there, honestly. Mm. And uh, getting to that, you know, I was feeling that I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be happy even if I fail my PhD. That's a good mindset. Yeah, that's a good mindset. Not so good towards the middle or the end, you know. <laughs> and then towards the end, I'm like, hey, hold on a second. Why, why did you even come here? You know, if if, it, if it's like spend like four years, five years of your life and end up with no PhD, it doesn't matter, you know. Then then you just wasted your time. What's the point of this? I get it. So okay. so that time I was I was in the end of the fourth year, that Friday that I was telling you, you know. Mm. And then after that, I said, you know what? Even if I have to stay in, in this lab for another three years doing stuff, I'm gonna do it, you know. Okay. I'm not gonna go back home and tell to my family, you know, I just chilled there for years and I didn't make it. Mm. And I and I realized that you don't you cannot be average to what you're doing. You, know? you you have to be the best, and that's what makes you the best. I think is to fall seven to raise eight. You know, as is the dude. This is motivational, the, man. Dude. Man, absolutely. I'm telling you. And and right now, I just, I just told you two days ago. I just submitted my thesis. You know, mm. I'm incredible by the energy that I found inside inside me to sleep like for a, a month, for two months almost to sleep to be with four hours of sleep, and wake up in the morning and be like, I'm gonna sit now down for the next 16 hours and type and, and do the thing nice. you, know? you see the light at the end of the tunnel and it's like there's no way i'm gonna back up on this you know mm. and even now i'm thinking because i you know the memories they're like memories i'm sorry um thoughts are coming and i'm like 
well, what if my examiners fail me? You know, what if I if they find the the, the chapters insufficient? You know, or like uh, not enough data, or I'm I'm just I'm just done crazy things. You're smart, you know? dude, man. I don't think you're gonna... Yeah, and I'm like, and I'm like, man, I'm like being in the end, being so tired. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do it again. I'm gonna go back to the lab and I'm gonna do it again. You know, whatever it takes to finish this. Mm. And it's just you know. You see how I start, you know, with what mentality I start and how I kind of put myself into be the best in what you're doing. Mm. And um, and I hope I'm not... Uh, I, I hope that doesn't sound any, any arrogant, you know. It's just... Uh, no, I just, I just... My perspective is like, do it perfect. Whatever you do, do it perfect, you know, or, or what's the point of doing it at all? I like that. that. No, that's good motivation. I feel like there's somebody out there especially if they're in the middle of their PhD, if they're going through that moment where they're like, I'm going home. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, they, I think it's important for people to hear other people's stories about how they also went through that. Yeah. And then they also persevered. And I'm sure there's somebody in every single institution going through whatever PhD who was thinking of giving up and just hearing somebody else's story of just push through, you know, another hour, another day. You know, another month. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just to get to that light. And I mean, even in this, there's a balance, you know. I mean, for example, I feel, I feel blessed in some, in some things that just happen to me easily, you know. But if you have a problem with your PI, for example, mm. that's a problem, you know, and you cannot suffer in this. I, I, I don't know what you can do in that case, you know. So I, I always say that you need to push as hard as you can and find from inside the energy, mm. but nothing nothing worth as much as your mental mental health, right? I so agree. I just don't want to... I agree mislead people you know like I agree. find your energy and learn your limits you know that's that's mm-hmm. the best thing i can say mm-hmm. and if you see that you have more to, to, to give then you give it you know that's the thing i agree wholeheartedly i remember when i was <clears throat> going through my undergraduate for biomedical engineering and in engineering school in the united states the first two years is called the weed out mm-hmm. because they want to know who actually wants to get this degree okay. and then the second year is more of the like specialized engineering. It's not as weed out as the first few years. And I remember, I think it was three specific moments in my career. Cause I, I actually almost had a, well, I had a similar moment as kind of what you had. I almost dropped out of engineering. And that was because, um, you know, you go through life thinking you're intelligent just because of like, all right, you know, I did, this in school, you know, you're like, I did this, you know, I could do this. And I remember taking this one math class and I thought I was good at math. And I remember just absolutely just failing it. <laughs> this is my first year. And I'm just like, wow. Like, am I really going to be an engineer? It's like, is this what an engineer does? Fail math? You know, and I remember that. And I remember actually I was in my dorm and I was talking to my mom about it. Um, and, you know, she was just, you know, just giving the usual encouragement, you know, like, Keep going, you know, try your hardest. Um, and I think that moment was where I learned in the educational sense of, like, what perseverance means. Mm. You know, of course, you could persevere physically, you know, athletics mm-hmm. and things like that. But, like, when it came to mentally, like, how to study. And, like, that's when I started triggering, like, okay, I need to study for six hours every day. That's when that triggered. That was one thing that I came through. And that's when I was like, just get it done. When it comes to mental health, like you mentioned, I've had a couple of friends in my college career, also in engineering, who were way smarter, more intelligent, better grades specifically, 
than myself. But they didn't graduate because they burnt out and they got sent to the hospital. And um, that just kind of goes to show that you do need to take care of your mental health. Because then you might end up just doing worse than just doing somewhat average. So I thought that was pretty wild. And then the last thing was for myself, based off that experience, I told myself, I'm going to get the work done and I'm going to, of course, do the hardest. But I know my threshold and I'm not going to risk my sanity. And I think that's an important point to know where it's at. So then you don't diminish your life. Yeah. You know. So I really think for people who are doing like education on like this accelerated, you know, high level PhD or just in anything. Perseverance is actually one of those things. Do you think that's taught or do you think that's just learned? Excellent. I I was actually want to say this. Yeah. It's not, sorry, it's not, it's not something that you have inside you, you know. I mean, some people might have it in a more level than you do, but you can certainly go through this and learn how to do this. Yeah. That's what I want to say also. Like, yeah. you need to have a plan and you need to... I mean, people people would call it as a soft skill, I guess, right? But it's, so. really, it's really like a... It's a hard skill. Maybe, yeah. like maybe it's like a, a it's soft, not, hard skill. It's not a technical skill, but it's an important soft yeah, skill. Yeah. That's for sure. And I think you learn this, you know. You learn this. Um, you learn how to work like 16 hours a day. You learn how to mm-hmm. not waste your time in social media, you know, and actually do something productive. You learn the time allocation that you were, you were telling me earlier. That, very important. Yeah. So what do you think is the difference between people who, like, we both had this moment? I could either stop or I could either persevere and push. We chose to persevere and push. Why? Yeah. Why didn't we say, you know what? Yeah. I want to just go the other way. And then, you know, some people do go that route. What's the difference, you think? I don't know, man. I don't know, honestly. Um, Pride, maybe. Ambition. Um, for me, it was also like a. I remember one of my first international friend that I met. It was like a. It was a person from Indonesia, and it was one in my third year. I went for a summer school in uh, in Strasbourg in France. Okay. And that, that person was there, that the guy from Indonesia, and I was shocked by his uh, simplicity, and by, and by his. He told me once. When he left from Indonesia to go, he was studying in, um, in Sweden. His parents told me, don't come back without your master. Ooh. I, is that a threat? No, no, no. No, no, no. Sorry. I don't, I don't think it was a threat, you know. It, it was, was more like in the sense of make us proud. You know, Got you. Make okay, okay. Like a, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Some people have it like a threat. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It was nothing like this. So to me, it was like a shock, you know. And I, I, I carried these nice, this nice words and nice thoughts that I get, I get mm-hmm. through my life. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know, man, maybe, you know, some people are just, like I said, can put up with difficulties easier than others, you know, mm. no matter, you know, I mean, I, I can suffer sleepless, whatever, you know, and I'm going to be okay. I find, I find certain mechanisms to, to back up on this, you know, and like I refresh myself anyway. Mm. Support from the environment is important, you know, like mm. imagine, for example, thinking that uh, nobody would care if I continue or if I fail. So why would they continue, you know? But if you have, like, your family, your friends around to support you, to give you strength, you know, to be like, okay, I'm going to do something for them, you know, I'm going to do something Got for you. a better future, you. you know? Got That's you. what I think. But I, I, 
I, I can't say anything for sure, you know, but I don't want to, you know, obviously both of these things, whatever you're going to choose is respectable and it's up to you and it's your life at the end of the day, right? All I'm saying is that that's what you have to do if you want to be the best and if you want to, well, I don't know, if at least you want to have some chance to make some change in this world, mm. that's what I, I hope at least. <laughs> I like that. I feel like my reason to push forward was because of, like you said, you do want to make your family, uh, you want to make them proud. Yeah. So I think specifically for me, I was trying to be a good role model to my little brother. Uh-huh. So, you know, I wanted to be like the first engineer. You know, it's like, yeah, you know, your older brother could do it. So then, you know, maybe, you know, he, he ended up being an engineer yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Okay. Okay. You know, so that was like one motivation. And then also seeing um, one of my good friends was also studying engineering. And we were, we both went to college. Like, yeah, we're going to both be engineers together. So that was like another thing. Like, all right, you know, like we both said we're going to be engineers. So let me persevere, you know, that. And then I think my third motivation to push forward was that I truthfully go about life when I see these challenges. I, I go about life as if it's like a video game. Uh-huh. where it's like i, I want to beat this level uh-huh right yeah, like yeah. starting a company in my opinion it's like playing a video game okay where it's okay. like all right it's just like playing like one of those like real life imitation games where it's like all right i gotta build a house and then i gotta plant trees like that's how i see building a company. okay okay and i feel like i'm just at level two okay and it's like all right i, I don't know I, don't, I wouldn't call that competitive, but maybe it's just more so like the gamer in me where it's like, I want to get to the next level. And I know it's possible. And the fun part is figuring out how it's possible. Uh-huh. And that's the part that I find fun. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So yeah. I'm curious to ask you, when you were in that moment, I know you mentioned about, you know, you didn't want to go home. And okay. Say, yeah. What, what was your driving? My personal thing. Uh, <laughs> again, it might sound a bit arrogant, you know, it was like, I couldn't, I couldn't bear the thought. Mm. that most of people would finish this PhD and I wouldn't. Uh, I'm, 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 very, I'm very competitive okay. in, like, in everything I make. I couldn't, I couldn't bear this thought. I mean, that, that was one of the things, you know. And then, and then I also, like the last couple of years, I got into this mentality of sort of what you also describe, of like, I see everything as a challenge. Mm. And, and many of my actions are motivated by the what if, you know. What if I do this? What if I do that? What if I... And that's also in, in relationship with people, you know, I often kind of test people, you know, test my friend, my, mm. my, my people around me, you know, like, I might, I might say sometimes borderline offensive things to, you know, to, to like, to kind of see like, mm, okay, that's interesting. For me, as an, for me, as a, yeah, yeah, I mean... Is that you're offending people? Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, that has put yeah, yeah, me yeah. in a lot of troubles many times, you know, but... I kind of like, I mean, okay, I can't, I can't, I want to learn something from these people, you know, or like mm. about, about, you know, how people think, how people experience things that, and I so on in some sense. And I, I have to apologize from everyone that I heard with my words. <laughs> I hope they listen to this. <laughs> Thanks for being yourself. So I think that was it, you know, the, the, I'm very competitive. Like I said, my competitive spirit, you know, the fact that someone else would, would do better than me. Mm. That's the... That's a thought I cannot bear. And, and, and that's not nice, I have to admit, you know. Often, oftentimes, it's not nice. Why is it not nice? Uh, well, because you, you always end up comparing yourself with others. 
Oh, so the comparison more so yeah. than the competition. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, well, like can you have one? Can you have bad. one without the, without the other? Like, especially especially when you lose when someone is like better than you in something. You're like, oh, he's then you automatically you compare. I think like, I oh, she did you. she did something better than me. But that's a healthy competition. What yeah, you yeah, maybe, maybe. But I want to win. That's why. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's yeah. my problem, you know. That's my that's a thing. Like, let's say me and you were like competing to be like, I don't know. Let's say we're just competing to be the best entrepreneur. Yeah. Let's say we're both selling yeah. company. Yeah, company yeah. A, company B. We're yeah. both selling bread. Okay. You know. Okay. And then we're like, you know, we're friends, but at the same time, like, when I see you working at midnight, I'm like, let me you work at midnight yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, okay. It, I, I would say that's like, I mean, yeah, it's a form of com- comparison, but like. I guess that's yeah. Right? I guess yeah, yeah. I feel like comparison could be used as a tool. Yeah, though. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. that's sometimes I cannot I cannot use it properly. That's my problem. You know, I cannot use uh, it properly. Like, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. I have to learn on, on this. You know, and I have to, and I feel I do I do steps in this in this direction. But uh, it's always better when you kind of talk with someone. Yeah, 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 yeah. When you hear it out loud, it's like yeah, you know, it's yeah. Not too bad. But that's interesting. I, I'm. That's actually one thing I, I, I try to ask a lot of my friends, kind of like how you say you kind of offend your friends. That yeah. <laughs> I, I ask them, like, either if it's at a job or about one of their passions, I I ask them typically, why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. And, you know, at first they might just give you a very shallow answer, like, oh, because I need money. Uh-huh. But then maybe then I'm like, all right, let, let, me, let me rephrase this question. Like, what... What drove you to this position? You know, why here? Why not over there? And then when you start really understanding why people do things, whether like for myself, I said about, you know, family, friends, you know, like for you, you know, you want to be the best. When you start getting these answers from people, first, it really helps you understand who they really are. Yeah. And it really does shed a lot of light on just human nature, I feel like. And it... it I don't know why, but I actually just enjoy like understanding people yeah, in that way. Yeah. You know, like going to like a lot of my PhD friends, I asked them like, yeah, so why in the world are you putting yourself through this? You know, some of them are like, well, I don't know. Yeah, I'll just say <laughs> a lot of them do say I don't know. Well I'm like, but I know you know because you if you didn't know, that's not enough motivation to do this. PhD mm-hmm. takes a lot of work and motivation, I feel. That's an optimistic way to see it, but I also kind of, I also feel like many people, as I was for quite a big part, we're kind of lost, you know, and we don't know sometimes why we do things. We just do things because it's a natural, natural um, evolution of something. Like for someone who goes into, he's good at, because I, I was good at still, good, good sitting at school, you know, I was okay. the best student at school because I was like, I was like, you were like the valedictorian number one? Yeah. So okay, I guess you got you. We carry the, the flag, the, <laughs> the Greek flag in there. Yeah, I was one of the best at the university, you know. Gotcha. And then you go into this, you know, and you go, I'm one of the best, I think, here in, in PhD, given like the papers, production, scholarship, like that. So you go into this, you know, and like, it's easy for you, you know, but doesn't mean it's the optimum. Like, the natural, mm-hmm. most, most, like, when I was at school, people were encouraging me to go to the theoretical sciences, like ancient Greek, because I was good at this. When I was in the university, people were encouraging me to go to the U.S. because they have a good university there. I came to Japan. When I'm coming here now, people encourage me to apply for professional positions, you know, not even postdocs because I have a very good CV. But I'm not interested in academia, you know. So, wow. So I'm like, 
so the thing is that it, it, there is a natural usually evolution of how how the how's the flow of something you know going to the academic path for example mm. and that's the easy to follow and then if some if you ask someone why do you do a PhD I don't know if there's a very novel or sorry noble reason why they do a PhD as it was the same for me like I said you know I just started PhD because I was curious and because that was the path that it was new it, it was it was known to me and it was more comfortable to work on okay but then now I'm like come on I don't want to do this anymore. I want to go out like what you did, you know, go to the unknown world of innovation, entrepreneurship, you know, go to the unknown out of the path. Mm. So sometimes we just do things without really realizing, but I think the, the goal should be to always be uh, conscious of what you're doing at the moment, you know, that will basically make you realize your mistakes or like what you should do next or like uh, and so mm. um, But yeah, why people do PhDs? I don't know. Do you think all of these want to become professors? Because then why would you do PhD right in the first place, for example? Yeah. I, I've heard some people say that, like you said, it's just, I was good at school. Yeah. So it just made sense. Yeah. But uh, one thing that I, I heard this phrase once, I forgot who I heard it from, but it was something along the lines of, you have what you're good at, and you have what you want to do. If you don't know what you want to do, somebody will pay you to do something you don't want to do because you're good at it. And they said that is probably one of the worst positions to be okay. in. Okay. Because you're good at something that you hate doing, but somebody pays you to stay there. And it's kind of like a trap because you're doing it just because you're good at it, not because you want to. Yeah, yeah. And he was kind of going to this idea of like <clears throat> just because you're good at something doesn't mean you belong there now of course there's different like ways to navigate it you know especially when it comes to like getting money and things of that nature yeah. but um i think this person was talking about like engineers specifically saying just because you're a good engineer if you want to be a baker you need to really think about this because Somebody's going to pay you a lot of money to stay in this position that you hate because you're good at it and you're going to resent, you know, maybe that person and you're going to resent your life as this dream of yours is slowly disappearing and you just start to forget about it, you know? So I think, I feel like that's just one trap that I remember specifically thinking about as I was going through my collegiate career and um, I was actually... I was at a turning point when I was in LA before I moved to Japan about do I get a, you know, big boy engineering job, you know, make my money, but it would probably be a career that I'm not too crazy mm-hmm. for, or do I follow my dream, you know, and I think this is around the time where I heard this, and that's actually a big reason why I chose to come to Japan, Yeah, was because I didn't want to have this regret of being stuck somewhere doing something that I'm good at that I didn't want to do. While always looking out the window, thinking like, "Oh, what if?" Yeah, tough decisions, tough decisions. You know, that's yeah. that's what if. That's what I said before. That's that's what what if kind of drives me the most. Um, yeah, significant uh, because it, you took me back to when I when I got the offer from the university. You know, and I was thinking mm-hmm. whether I'm gonna accept or not for a PhD. For someone who grew up like in a small town and specifically in the village, actually, it was like it's not a, it wasn't an easy decision to make, right? And then a, f- a friend of me told me, hey, "You know what?" 
when you don't know which path to take, take the path that you're afraid the most. Ah, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Ah, oh, man, shoot, yeah. dude, that just threw me in a loop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. Oh, and it's like. Sheesh. Yeah, well, damn, yeah, wow. Well. Sheesh. Okay, I, I gotta, I'm, I'm, I gotta think about that know. one. I don't know. I like that. Yeah. I really do like that one. Um. Why didn't you want to accept the offer? So, because it's too far away from everything, you know. I mean, uh, I had family back. I had like. Like I said, there was someone who had just done like two trips abroad for like 10 days, let's say. Yeah. Uh, like living on your own like five years in the other side of the world, you know, in, in Okinawa, you know, yeah. it's like isolated place and everything. It's different. So many parameters, right? So many like uh, unknowns there. That just, it's just risk, you know. What do you think you would have been doing if you didn't accept the So I had got the scholarship to go into the, um, into a master's program in my university, into the nanotechnology master's program. You think you'll be in industry right now? Um, probably, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But no, no. Hey, don't don't take me wrong. I don't I don't regret. Yeah, yeah, I, I get you. I don't regret this. You know, that's you. that's a thing. Yeah. I like and, that. Um, at least the way I said it was it was a difficult the difficult thing to, to come into here. You know, I'm here. I am. You know, almost about to to finish hopefully, and then uh, life. Uh, pays you back for whatever you do, right? You, you invest in something, you're going to get something back. That's cannot... good, right? Yeah. So, any regrets or no? Uh, no, no. I mean, re regrets is only like in the in the level of human interaction sometimes, you know. Okay. Like I yeah, said, yeah, I've, yeah. I've said things, I have people, you know, things yeah, like this. Yeah. But I'm, I'm hoping that I'm learning from this. That's that's all. Nothing about my actions on, towards my professional career, no. Nice, nice. No, this, this has actually been a really great conversation, dude. Yeah. This is actually very enlightening. So, uh, to end every podcast, I ask everybody the same question. And for you, I want to ask, you know, as the future moves forward, what is one thing that you are looking forward to and hoping for for the human species? And it could be anything. What's uh, one thing you're looking forward to or hoping it will be, for? It will be too... It will, it will be to lift up every single person from poverty. Ooh. That's, yeah, I mean, that's too much, man, but uh, I don't know, I don't know. That's, uh, and, I, and I see this connected with everything, you know, with environmental crisis. And you, you will not, you will not be able to treat environmental crisis if you don't, if you don't treat people who like, they just burn anything because they just, you know, warm up in the, in the winter, you know. Yeah. Um, you cannot, you cannot treat like you cannot fix financial problems, and you cannot fix like inflation, you cannot fix mal malnutrition, you know, whatever. You know, if you, if you have people starving. Got you. Um, I don't know if it's like a bit too far fast. No, like, no. Too like uh, I maybe want You're something good. more specific, but that's what I see, you know, and that's what I have in mind, like for forever. I don't know for like um, for since I I've been seeing homeless people in, in the streets, you know, mm. and obviously. There are countries like Africa, like uh, India, you know, countries that are like, just, you know, you pay a visit in this place and you, you just realize, you know, how, how blessed we are and how privileged we are and how different things are. Yes, that is true. No, the, I'm actually surprised. You, you you gave a really good, like, quick answer. I feel like a lot of people, yeah. they, like, ponder. No, no, no. That's it a, seems like it's very sincere to you. That's that's the thing, you know, and I, I honestly, we'll talk about quantum, talk about space, you know, I don't... I mean that that's fantastic. That's amazing. You know these these right. things these things create create opportunities for people to be educated. That's amazing. You know, but if still increase this gap between these two worlds, I feel like it just 
take something from the from the glory of inventing things. You know, if if you still have people dying out there, you know. I got it. Um, yeah. Uh, and so yeah, I guess like science for the human and not science for science. It's, uh, I like that science for humans and not science for science. Yeah. I think that's a good motto. Okay. Thanks, Theo. I think that was actually that was actually really great. Thanks a lot, man. I hope we didn't diverge too much from your from the topic of your you know the podcast that you want to have, and I hope it's useful to anyone who's gonna listen to this. And they're not too much confused because you cannot <laughs> mix up a bit. But it's, to, it's, I told you, it's one of those things you just can't understand. Yeah, yeah. It was, Unless it's, you're a PhD. <laughs> so. No, it was fantastic, man. It was fantastic. You know, it's been like the time already. Just, yeah, we're back quick. Yeah. So, all right, dude. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks a lot. That was the end of an episode of the Style Ingenuity Podcast. Hope you learned something new and innovative and were left inspired to go create and invent new ideas for the betterment of society. Make sure to follow and subscribe to the Estelle Ingenuity Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube for more stories and experiences from people in the field and to hear about new up-and-coming technology. Thank you for listening and see you in the next podcast episode.